0: You are listening to From So Brighty to Recovery with Jesse Mogul. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to From So Brighty to Recovery. I am your host, Jesse Mogul. I am in addiction recovery. Let's get right into it. The third agreement. Let's get into it. I know you're pumped. I'm pumped. First agreement was be impeccable with your word. Second agreement was don't take anything personally. If you are new to the show and you're like, what in the hell is this dude talking about? He just shoved us right into the middle of a show. Super simple. Go back to yesterday's show and start at the beginning. We're talking about Don Miguel Ruiz's four agreements. And yesterday was be impeccable with your word and don't take anything personally. That's the first and second agreement. Today, we're going to cover the third and fourth agreement. Don't make assumptions and always do your best. I love that universal quantifier, always doing your best. You know how I feel about universal quantifiers. I call them definitives as well. So if you're used to that, me calling them definitives, and that's because they're definites. Always, everyone, never. Those are def- Definites. So I call them definitives. There's a definitive. That is definitely what's happening. Yeah, we'll see about that. So third agreement, don't make assumptions. So what is this about don't making assumptions? Remember the saying, um, assumptions make an ass out of you and me? We don't want to be assuming. Making assumptions about someone else's behavior is going to lead you way off the rails. And I have no doubt people have made assumptions about your behavior. When you assume that you understand somebody else's motivations to do something, you're taking out so many different variables as to what is fueling their thoughts, their feelings, and their actions. And that's the thing about other humans, is that we're infinite. And the variables are just as infinite as sands on the ocean's beaches around the planet. To assume you know what somebody else is thinking, to assume you understand why somebody's behaving a certain way, it takes so much of the nuances of the human experience um, off the table. Like, nope, they, they rolled their eyes because of this. Well, a lot of the reasons you might assume one person's facial expressions or tonality or behavior is a certain way is because of how other people have utilized those same kinds of behavior mechanisms around you. So when we are making assumptions about somebody else's behavior, we might first want to notice um, how often we might do the same thing. And are we doing it for the reasons we think the other person is doing it for? Because we might often assume the worst in other people, when in fact, that may not necessarily be the case. And I remember reading somewhere where it was like, we judge others based off what they do, but we judge ourselves based off of our intentions. Well, I intended to go to the gym seven days this week, and I only went three times, so that's not bad, or it's horrible. Versus what what we do with other people is actually just judge them based off of what they did, And then the assumptions about why they did what they did, which is very interesting. So we give ourselves a little bit more levity or we're much harsher on ourselves based off of our intentions, but we'll judge others based off of what they actually did. And then the justification mechanism we use inside of our heads about what motivated them to do what they did. And now you start hearing me say it that way. And you're like, did not there a lot of room for assumptions in there? We want to keep ourselves from making assumptions by simply asking some very powerful question or two, right? Ask yourself, was the communication clear? Did I actually express what it is that I desired? Let's go back to the expectations as the leading cause of disappointment. We might be making an assumption about why somebody behaved a certain way, but did we really have clear communications around what we wanted? did we actually get them to commit and agree? Or did we just assume and expect that they would do this thing? If you are unclear, if you have to literally ask yourself the question, God, I just don't know if I communicated that very well. Go ahead and just assume, this is not a bad place to assume here, right? Let's go ahead and assume you didn't. Because whenever you're asking yourself, do I have a problem with drinking? Am I a problem drinker? Just the fact that you're asking yourself that is enough of a message from your conscious and unconscious mind to check yourself (laughs) that you should probably write some things down. You might want to get some things out of your head then. Because the person who drinks one drink every 30 days is not asking themselves if they are a problem drinker. And you might only have two glasses of wine every day. But is it causing you not to achieve some things you want? Maybe you're buzzed in the, just the right time of the day that your kids don't get to talk with you. Or maybe you can't seem to release any of that weight that you have been so desperately wanting to let go of. Um, maybe you're spending you know, $50 a week on this stuff when you would prefer not to be. You have to ask yourself these questions. When it comes to other people's behaviors, you're going to want to ask, was the communication clear? Did I have an expectation? Did I ask for agreement? Did I ask for a commitment? What else might be motivating this person's behavior? How in the past has my behaviors elicited this kind of reaction from somebody? When other people begin to experience you as somebody in sobriety and recovery, they are going to have a lot of assumptions about what they expect from you based off of who you used to be. And they aren't going to have gone to all the classes and all the meetings and listened to all my episodes and read all the books in order to change their lives. You've done these things. Just assuming that they're going to get on board with the newest version of you is foolish. It's going to demoralize you when they don't give you the recognition you think that you deserve. Hell, the recognition you have earned. Because everybody else is doing the thing that they need to do for themselves. So how they begin to interplay with this new version of you, a lot of it's going to have to do with consistency, how often they're around you, their ability to recognize what you're up to, to be able to non biasly evaluate it and potentially correct their behaviors. And sitting down with a bunch of notes from my show and saying, hey, this is what I've learned and this is how I'm behaving. I demand that you behave the same way. is going to get about as much agreeance as sitting down with a six-year-old and yanking the phone or the video game controller out of their hand and saying, now you're doing it my way. A loving, open conversation wants to be had when assumptions are being made. The fourth agreement, always do your best. Whenever I wrote my first book, uh, The College Success Habits, Seven Powerful Principles to Help You Excel in Life and Beyond, available on Amazon, Walmart, and Best Buy. Not Best Buy, Barnes & Noble. (laughs) Not created anything for Best Buy to sell yet, but now I feel like I should, or at least I want to. When we think about those seven powerful principles, the seventh one was to embody tenaciousness. I talked about it the other day. I've since sort of changed it to embody tenacity. But either way, this idea of being tenacious is always doing your best. It's these other three that are brought into fruition, into existence. When you begin to say, I'm always going to do my best. You want to ingrain your new way of being into your life? Then do your best each and every day, moment to moment to moment. Anybody can do anything for 10 seconds. You want to begin to step into your highest sense of self. Being your best version of yourself is going to require some recognition, some evaluation, some corrections. I had this saying back when I was in high school, it's like every single day, I want my, be- my head to hit my pillow and me be able to look back over my life and say, I did one thing today to better myself, to better my loved one's lives, to better the world around me. Each and every day, can I pinpoint one thing I did to improve the world? And when I wake up in the morning, what is that one thing that I'm going to do that's going to improve the world? That idea of I every single day, I just want to move myself one step closer to being my highest sense of self. Even in my high school years, pre-addiction, I was thinking about this stuff. Now, throwing a bunch of acid and a bunch of you know Grateful Dead and trancy music and a bunch of talking to trees and staring at stars, and I absolutely am fueled by this idea that every single day can be the de- best day of my life when I wake up sober because that puts me in the best frame of mind to start making changes that will benefit me, that will benefit others, that will benefit the world. That's the ecology check. That's me wanting to do my best. Now, I realize that there is no perfection. There is progression. And my best today, let's hope, is not my best in a year. If I could go back to day one of the pandemic, the amount of things I would do differently in those nine months that I didn't have to go to work would be radically different. But in the moment, I did the best I could with the resources I had. Did the best I could with the resources I had. I would go back and shift a ton of things. But in the moments I was living, I made a decision, obviously fueled on it being the best decision for me, Because even when you try to make a decision, you're like, no, I did this thing and it was only for them. It was completely selfless. Even in that, there's a part of your ego. There's a part of your internal desires being met. Oh, I, you know, look at how selfless I am. I give all this money to these charities and I do it anonymously and nobody knows, but you know, you still get to have that positive feeling from doing that thing. Everything that a human does is to serve their needs. Then it goes and begins to serve other people's needs. Post-apocalyptic scenario, and you're the parent and you give your child all the food. You're still doing that for your need to be met of protecting your child, of helping them live, of helping them be strong so they can defend themselves. Yes, in the moment you're starving and you're giving the food to the child so that they are no longer starving. And you're like, but look, I did this selfless act. Oh, but it's nothing is ever selfless. There's always going to be an internal inspiration that motivates you to the action. And when you choose to always do your best, you are going to have some times where you will think that the circumstances give you an opportunity to half-ass it. And that is not the case. Truthfully, it's not the case. You can choose to make it the case. Oh, well, I wasn't feeling very well today, so I went to work, and I wasn't able to do that great, but I did better than if I hadn't gone to work at all. Okay, that could be a very true statement, but was it your best? I mean, you chose to go into work, so choose to go into work and be your very best. It makes me think about, when an NFL player shows up on an injury report and then they're questionable and then they, they go to start, they go to play, and I don't play them in my fantasy football league because I'm like, well, they were injured all week with a knee issue, so what if they re-injure it in the game? Probably shouldn't start them because they're probably not at 100%. And then that person goes off and gets you know 100 yards and two touchdowns. The idea being that player made the decision to start, therefore they're going to go out and they're going to play their best. That's what I want, is even when I'm questionable, even when I'm slightly dinged up, if I am going to start the game, then I am going to go out there and I'm going to bust my ass. And maybe I do take a helmet to the knee, which would have happened whether my knee had been tweaked before or not. But while I'm in there, I am going to keep my legs churning. I'm going to keep pushing forward, no matter how much the world wants to push back. I want you to keep in mind that your best is never going to be the same from one moment to the next. Everything's alive. Everything's fluid. We're changing all of the time. So your best one day may be not your best the next day. Your thoughts about isolation and loneliness on a Tuesday may not be the same that you feel the next day. I have very strong opinions about me and my life and what it is I seek to achieve, but they're loosely held, meaning they're important to me, but I'm not so fist-clenching around them that there's not room for improvement, that there's not room for a shifting of perspectives, for a changing of opinions. Yes, my belief system is strong in the things I believe in, but I'm not going to hold on to it so tightly that new information can't be introduced to my belief system with an opportunity for it to expand. I don't see it as constriction. I see it as expansion and something I may have believed for two years all of a sudden can be shifted with enough information and enough action taken for me to see different various results. It reminds me of a few years ago, like many years ago, like 2013, 14, 15, when I got into intermittent fasting. And I would tell people about intermittent fasting. I sung its praises. It helped me release weight. It got some of my drinking under control for a short period of time. I felt really energized and all of a sudden it gave me permission to no longer eat breakfast, to no longer think breakfast was the best meal of the day. I mean, when I used to run half marathons, I would drink a protein shake and two bananas like 30 minutes before the race because I thought my body needed the fuel. And when I learned about intermittent fasting, I realized I could have been running those half marathons on an empty stomach the whole time and I would have been fine. Probably wouldn't have felt so sick to my stomach for most of the race like I used to. But before intermittent fasting was introduced to me, I thought you had to eat. Had to eat within the first hour you were up or you were going to eat away at your muscles and you were never going to achieve your physical fitness desires. And when I told people I was intermittent fasting, They would tell me, dude, that's horrible. You're starving yourself. Why are you starving yourself? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? People push back, push back, push back. Now, over the last few years, all of a sudden, tons of people are intermittent fasting. The same people who told me it was stupid and I was starving myself seven years ago are now singing its praises. That was a belief system they had. You're starving yourself. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Never mind that that was a marketing strategy started up by Dr. Kellogg, of the guy made famous from Kellogg's Cereals. That was a whole marketing ploy started up by the breakfast industry in like the 1940s, 50s, moving forward. It was a whole marketing ploy. Breakfast is the best meal of the day, most important meal of the day. Breakfast, 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 breakfast. And people believed it for years. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, well, things can be different. Enough people gave them information. Enough people started to sway their opinion. And next thing you know, a belief they held on to for years of their life is now a distant memory replaced with this new one that intermittent fasting is great. And now they've never felt better. People can change their belief systems. How they choose to could be a bag in the wind, or they could be deeply entrenched and they need to see things happen multiple times. But a belief system about who you are and what your best is, that's something that you get to determine and you will shift it and it will change. And what it is today won't be the same as it is tomorrow. Your belief that isolation in your cubicle or in the cab of your truck or in your office could feel one way one day and completely different the next day. People will often say to me, like, man, you know, a week ago you told me about this thing and you just seemed hell-bent or that it was this one way. I'm um, I, What I said was, this is how I believe today. And yes, it's very strongly. But I reserve the right to change my opinion, to shift my belief system. We are alive. We are fluid. We are ever-changing and ever-evolving human beings. What your best is today may not be your best tomorrow. Ask any football player who starts as a rookie who's like, wow, I did so well. I caught the ball 50 times for 500 yards and five touchdowns. And then three years later, it's 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns and you know 100 catches. And what they thought was their best was their best then, but it's certainly not their best now. They've raised the bar. You will raise your bar. And there will be days where you will... Run towards that bar and be like, I will best the bar again today. Just to run your face smack dab in that bar. (laughs) Feel like your teeth just blew up out of your head. You're laying on the ground. Why? Why did the bar attack me? Some days are better than others. It's the 50 50 of life, it's the give and take, it's the ebb and flow, it's the tied in, tied out. Being able to understand that those are going to happen will allow you to go back and and say, okay, I want to do my best. Where was there a time I wasn't impeccable with my word today? Where was there a time that I took something personally? Where was there a time that I made an assumption? That's the kind of recognition and evaluation and corrections we're seeking within our lives here. Be impeccable with your word. If you make a promise to yourself, follow through with it. If you make a promise to somebody else, follow through with it. If you make promises, follow through with them. Don't make promises whenever you're happy. Don't make decisions when you're sad. Be mindful of your emotional state. There are no unresourceful people. There's only unresourceful emotional states. When you lash out at somebody could have much more to do with the fact that they just caught you in a bad mood. They caught you at that five minutes today where you are not your best self. Okay, well, if you're being impeccable with your word means apologizing to those whom you've done a behavior in front of that elicited a negative response from them, then go apologize. Pride got me into addiction. Pride kept me in addiction. Screw my ego. That guy drove my life off of a cliff more times than Toontz's from Saturday Night Live in the 90s. Ah, Toontz's, no! That was my ego. My ego was Toontz's. We're driving down the road. We're having a good conversation and slam it right off of a cliff straight into an ocean of bourbon and Coke. Now I'm more impeccable with my word. Now I'm seeking to live up to my highest sense of self by the standards I'm creating for me. Not taking things personally, that goes right into the don't make assumptions. You don't know why that person said what they did, acted the way they act. They don't know why you're doing it either. So don't take things personally. People are doing things for themselves way before they're doing it for you. Release assumptions. Ask clarifying questions. Get comfortable in the unknown of that vulnerability where rejection might be an option just as much as acceptance is an option. The more you practice stepping into vulnerability, releasing your assumptions, being impeccable with your word, not taking things personally, that's when you begin to achieve this highest sense of self. That's doing your best. Doing your best each and every moment. Throw the ball as hard as you can or throw it less hard as you can, but with better accuracy. Give it a little touch once in a while. Realize that the 50-50, the ebb and flow, the tied in, tied out, it is what it is. It's part of the human experience. You are a fantastic, amazing human being. Step into that. Follow the four agreements amongst the many other hundreds of topics I've brought to you. This one, even though I first introduced it to you back in episode 24 through 28, is one that gets brought up every handful of shows. And if you, Even if I don't speak upon it clearly and concisely, it's fueling the energy beneath the surface. It is part of the current that drives this show. Be impeccable with your word. Don't take things personally. Release the assumptions. Do your best. If you want to know more about how to live your life this way, then yes, jessiemogel.com slash askme. Go to the coaching link, go to the NLP link. I can teach you neuro linguistic programming. I can guide you one on one or in group coaching sessions. Whatever it is you're seeking, I have created an opportunity here in the From Sobriety to Recovery universe. If you just want to reach out, by all means, from sobriety to recovery at gmail.com. I created an email address just for y'all and I check it every other day. Sometimes every day, but at least every other day. <laughs> That's me being fidelity, being impeccable with my word. I will keep up with it. I will reach out. I will touch base. As always, my friends, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release and flow. Every day is the best day of our lives when we wake up sober. Shout out to Sunshine. Shout out to Robert. Glow on. Bye-bye.